0: This is the Collaborative Connections Podcast, a Society for Oncology Massage Production. Our show explores the intersection between massage therapy and cancer care. Whether you're a massage therapist, specializing in cancer care, or an educator, this podcast is for you. Let's explore the world of oncology massage therapy together. To learn more about the Society for Oncology Massage, be sure to visit s4om.org. Remember to follow Collaborative Connections on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And we would appreciate it if you left a review and rating so others can learn more about this podcast. If you would like to suggest a future show topic or provide us any feedback, you can email us at podcasts at s4om.org. Enjoy the show. Good day,
1: collaborators. Welcome to Collaborative Connections, a space for learning and sharing, sponsored by the Society for Oncology Massage. I'm your host for today, Erica Clinton, and with us, we have Julie Olson, preferred practitioner and regional champion for S4OM. Hi, Julie. Hi, Erica. Good to see you. So good to see you and thank you again so much for agreeing to talk to us a little bit about your roles in S4OM and most particularly your experience at the last Oncology Massage Healing Summit. Now, the summit was held in Minneapolis, which is where we have been holding our summits since the beginning, I believe. And we do that in partnership with Northwestern Health Sciences University. So I must say thank you to them for being a wonderful partner and hosting our event. But before we talk about the summit, let's talk a little bit about you, Julie. How long have you been a massage therapist? I have been a massage therapist for 21
2: years. And frankly, the reason I can remember that is that I was pregnant with my eldest and he's turning 21 this year. So- That's the, you know, it's it's been kind of a blur, but his age reminds me of how long I've been in this wonderful field. Mm-hmm. And I have worked in various settings. I've co-owned a wellness center. I've worked at a, I still work at a hospital. I work in infusion centers. I work in, in and I also work in a community center. So I've worked in various Aspects of healthcare, and I have really enjoyed
1: every moment of it. Wonderful. That's wonderful. So, when did you become a preferred practitioner with S4OM?
2: Well, I wanted to go back a click. I started my hospital role in 2013, where I started with the integrative medicine department at St. Francis Hospital in Hartford, Connecticut. And there I was guided to take Tracy Walton's class in Medford in 2014 where I first got wind of the Society for Oncology Massage so it's I've I've heard about the group for a long time and I've slowly been getting more involved over the years from that class in 2014 I attended my first in-person conference in 2018 and that's where I had the fortuitous moment of having a wonderful talk with Zerlin who she was standing at the regional champion table. And as she is, she was open and welcoming and we had a wonderful conversation. And she said, you should be a regional champ. She just <laughs> <laughs> invited me to the table and asked me to lean in and it was great. And I have slowly... Been getting more involved. At after that, I took the wonderful hospice massage class with Irene Smith and Tracy Walton was in attendance in 2019. In 2021, I attended the virtual conference as we were all in lockdown, which brings us to 23, where we attended the the conference in Minneapolis. So I have slowly. I've been on the periphery, but I've. I feel like I've. I've slowly gotten more involved with the group and just love being a regional champ. I loved talking with folks at the conference and just networking and, and meeting more faces
1: in our beautiful community. That's awesome. And I think, interestingly enough, we all have a very similar experience. We meet someone from the group and they just ask us to lean in, as you so eloquently put it and then I think also they even have figured out how to convince you that you actually are the one who wants to be part of (laughs) us. And then all of a sudden we've given you a bunch of things to do. And one of the biggest things I think with our regional champions is that they represent the group in the States where they live. And it's such an honor to have them be part of the organization. So If my memory is right, you've now attended three healing summits, two in person and one virtual.
2: Yep. And I want to say that this last time I was so, it just was wonderful. I invited my colleague, Barry Wixom, who I think you met from Connecticut. And as we know, when we are in community, it just, it magnifies the experience. So having Barry Wixom join me just made it so much more. And, you know, he he met more people and it was like the ripple effect like it just kept going so it when we're all in community it's just it's just greater when we're in person we've kind of gotten used to our virtual reality to some extent but you know the healing summits are just amazing in so many ways the networking that happens and and how we can just have these amazing conversations and i think the work that we do I know I personally feel like it's a siloed experience. And when we get together, we all do such interesting work with, you know, similar populations, but from different perspectives. So it's, it's just so gratifying to be with each other at these conferences and, and because our work is so unique and lovely. Yes. And I
1: think, you know, we all were very thankful for having technology, which allowed us to continue to connect and learn. But I will say there was a particularly amazing energy that we had at the 23 Summit that was so moving for me just to be able to get outside of these little boxes that we're so used to living in. And yep. connect and and actually touch each other and yep. hug and and talk and just realize how special it is, the work that we get to do, and yep. as you said, the community that we have. Okay. Um, so I I I'm very, very grateful that we were able to do this and do this safely, to be Absolutely. honest. So if you think about the summit that you attended recently, what was kind of your favorite learning session or breakout that you attended over the course of those two days.
2: Well, because Erica, because the quality of the different programs, <laughs> I couldn't just name one. If <laughs> if I could just kind of like th- there's there were many and if I could just speak a little bit about each one, would that be Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. So, yeah, I couldn't name just one because they're all so unique and they all bring different things to the table. So, you know, just starting with the keynote speaker Dr. Michelle Renee and I love what she said about how we in our life there's the breaking apart and coming back together and how we all lead from where we are and you know, she has been through so much recently in her in her life and we all collectively have been through so much in all of our lives. So I thought that she was a great pick for keynote speaker as she talked about self-efficacy and hardiness and learned hopefulness and learned resourcefulness. Like all things that we, I think this time has taught us resilience and grit, but it's just, it's lovely hearing it from other perspectives. So I thought she was a great kickoff for the conference, one of the jobs that I have through doing hospital-based massage therapy is that I work at a rehab hospital where I work a lot with trauma and stroke victims,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: um, and survivors. And the trauma-informed class with Pawan Bereha, how she was talking about the fight, flight, freeze, or appease responses that folks have, and I just loved how she was talking about the vagus system, the nervous system. One of the physical therapists that I work with at Mount Sinai in Hartford, he says the work I do, he calls me a nervous system modulator. <laughs> when I when I work at the bedside and I think, you know, we we bring such different things to our work and I loved how she was talking about mindfulness and she was guiding us through meditation processes so I loved her approach. I think she is, she just has such a beautiful way of about her presentation. The other class that I really enjoyed was the Milton Mark family camp. I love working with caregivers. I was actually in the cancer center yesterday at the Yale Smilo Center at St. Francis. And I had one of the nurses say, she came up to me and she said, Would I please work with the daughter of one of the patients? because they were experiencing so much stress and they're helping out there being the caregiver to the dad. So I think the focus on the caregivers is so important. And I loved how Abigail Marks, Margarita Page and the wonderful Ama Greenrose Manasi, I think how they were talking about how they, they provide this camp in San, in the San Francisco area. I think how they provide respite for the families, for the kids, for the couples, how they do couples therapy at this camp. They provide mental health support. They do, they do family portraits. They have photographers come in. It's such a supportive environment. And I was sitting next to my colleague, Barry, and we were like nudging each other because I, I also work at a Jewish community center in West Hartford, Connecticut, and part of the the JCC is that there's a Camp Shalom. So we're thinking of doing the same thing in the central Connecticut area. So it it's like the ripple effect again. And because all of these, all of the communities come together and they share all these nuggets. And then it's just, it's like planting seeds, like, you know, then, We're thinking about bringing it all the way across the country in Connecticut on the East Coast. Brenda Elsiger with, you know, I mean, we all laughter is medicine. So she was hysterical. Like we were crying. (laughs) She was great. Another thing that I enjoyed was the panel discussion, the acronym for fear being future events already ruined. Like I was like, that was a mind blowing. Like, yeah, that's so true. And how when the client came up and and the practitioner talking about like, what is your goal for today's session? Like I've brought that into my practice, mm-hmm. you know. So like a nugget, another nugget that I that I learned from that panel. The one more thing I want to talk about was the the hospital-based massage therapy, because that's what I do also. So the great team of Carolyn Tag and Karen Armstrong, you know, talking about care of the caregiver, care of the leader, how they do, how they talked about hospital and medical administration, doing fireside chats with the hospital team, the medical staff. And then also, I think Carolyn was talking about how she looks for internal grants and then also grateful patient donations. So, I mean, all of it was just like I learned I got so many just, you know, nuggets of information. And that's how it was in 2018, how it was in 2021, and again in 23. And it just is, I always love that there's just such a variety of classes that you can choose from. And there's always some that speak to me and that push me. And I realize I want to do, I, I went to the Nicola McGill's class where I need to do more lymphedema training, you know, so it's, it's just, it, it pushes me and makes me realize that there's so much out there. And it also validates the things that I already, I know intuitively that I've learned from this community. So it's
1: like a combination. It's just a swirl of, <laughs> of, of events. It's great. No, that's, that's amazing. Cause it just it's so interesting on my side of the table, I was part of planning and enacting this whole thing. And I knew that we had a particular mindset about how we wanted to do things. And as you speak about it, I am having this like almost out of body experience realizing that there was a really qualitative difference Mm. to what we do at the Healing Summit Yep. than other conferences and conventions do. And I think everything has a place, but I love the fact that we brought knowledge. Mm-hmm. We brought practical application. Yep. We also brought all of the in-between stuff that hospital-based and oncology massage therapists really need to do well, yep. right? That understanding of just anatomy and physiology and technique, but also how to create a culture Mm -hmm. for what we do, how to pay the bills essentially in terms of getting grants, how to honor so much of our patient experience as we work Mm -hmm. and how to also fulfill ourselves in these silos that Mm -hmm. we work in. So you know it, it's almost amazing to think in these 90 minute breakout sessions mm-hmm. we did so much oh. but that was really the intention which was to curate a group of educators and speakers and presenters yep that would be so fulfilling no matter what you were looking for if you wanted more information we gave you that if you yep. wanted an experience we gave you that if you wanted to find a deeper part of yourself as a practitioner, we gave you that. Yep. No. And just from the few breakouts that every person was able to attend and you specifically, you took so much from each moment and each educator and each presenter. And that's, that's just so amazing. I actually, taught a class about working with people with chronic and terminal illness to my student population. Mm. And I used Brenda's laughing exercise, you know, because they were so in the moment of the experience, moved, I think in a in a way, but also really feeling it. Yeah. And so I just had them get up and we did that laughing exercise. Yep. Before we knew it, we were all like in these puddles on the floor, laughing hysterically and it was such a nice moment and i was like i got so much out of what she said and did with us absolutely and you know i think with so many of the presenters we can say that so thank you for sharing that was that was really wonderful and again as someone on the planning side so amazing to hear about your experience well i'm um, i'm so grateful you know, it's
2: it's like I always know that the bar is going to be really high, and it's worth the travel time away from home, try you know time away from work, the effort, it, you know, and and I think with a lot of things in this time, I don't want to say, post whatever we're in now, <laughs> that there's this deep appreciation for in person events and. I, I said to one of my colleagues at the hospital yesterday, like, I love seeing your face. Like, I think we, you know, like, like we have just we just saw like this for so long that like to hug our colleagues that we've known for years and to see them in person and to share a meal with them at the conference. Like there's such great like social things that happen like. I got to meet Zerlin's husband, Chris Deary. I've never met him. And he was presenting like, you know, it's just it's such a great way to like connect with folks. Mm-hmm. And, and I also loved how, you know, there were like the the honorary awards for those who have come before us and who are doing have done the work, who've laid down the foundation for the work that I get to do and I'm just, I'm so appreciative and I think it was great that those folks are honored because they just, you know, the Gail McDonald's and the the Cindy Spence and, you know, all, and, you know, just the women who have done the
1: work and it's just, it's so beautiful. And they make everything we do possible. Absolutely, yes. Everything we do possible. Let's talk a little bit about some of the social events what did you think of the networking events that we did at the lunches? Love them,
0: love
2: them. Because I think sometimes people, not that it's clicky, but it could be, you know, people kind of stay with the same group of people. And I think it it gave an opportunity to, again, lean in and meet new folks from around the country and around the world. And it, again, getting to the the silo nature of our work Being able to connect with, you know, I met some gals or I had met them in 2018, but talking with the gals in New York City who are working at the hospitals and, you know, hearing how they're doing their work. And then also talking with folks, not only in similar lines of work, but also in the regional areas, too. I thought that was brilliant. And I don't think it happened in 2018. And I really, really liked it. Yes, because
1: that was uh, something new that, that we did. we thought. And this, a lot of the kudos go to Cheryl Johnson, who's huh. a member of the board, He's who great. handled the summit planning committee and her and the committee sparked so much of the experience that was created at the summit. I can't thank them enough. And the networking events were were one of the ideas that that came out of that group. And they were they were, I thought, really nice moments in the day. Absolutely. I
2: was inspired. I, I think that was such a, a great addition from
1: 2018. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah.. Yep. And I guess my last question is we tried to schedule some things to kind of break up the day. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did also around the lunchtime were these movement options. Mm-hmm. That people had. Were you able to attend any of those?
2: I, I did. I attended the yoga session and that was amazing. There was It was a huge gym space at Northwestern and it felt so great to just stretch and get on the mat. And I wish I had, I kind of joined it late, but still the teacher, the instructor was so welcoming and got me a mat quickly and That was a, that was also beautiful. And I did not attend the early morning sessions. I decided to, I really took the conference as a way for me to refill my cup and take care of myself. So I decided to go to the gym in the morning, which was great. And then I went to the Starbucks and (laughs) in the lobby. But I really, I think I love how nothing is mandated. You just kind of like do what you need to do. And, You know, Barry and I walked home from Northwestern one time and then another time we took the bus and it was just like, I love that you can you can do whatever you feel like you want to do. I love that it's just kind of flexible and flowing and and everyone gets their needs met. So I love that. Great, That's
1: great. And I think that's also what makes it so inspiring is that people get to do what they need to come together for these learning moments that are also very inspiring, but also very free flowing. Yes. You know, teachers answer a lot of questions. They spend time with you. They are ultimately touchable yes, in yeah. that way. Yeah. And therefore they become a bigger part of our S4OM community. So yep. I'm really, really glad that you had such an amazing time. And I thank you for sharing that experience. And I know I am looking forward to seeing you at the 2026 summit and just getting ready to start that planning process so that we can have a successful event. But thank you so much, Julie, for your time
0: and for sharing
1: with us. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, collaborators. And everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day.
0: Thank you for listening to S4OM's Collaborative Connections podcast. If you found the information we shared today insightful and valuable, share this episode with a friend or let us know you love this episode by tagging us on social media. Our goal is to bring the oncology massage community the latest research, education, and best practices possible. We love hearing from our listeners and welcome your thoughts and suggestions for future episodes. If you have any questions or feedback, you can email us at podcast at s4awhim.org. Until next time, thank you for listening.